It's just the BA podcast today. Badass. Yeah. It's the Brad and Austin <laughs> podcast today. We're missing the D. <laughs> uh, roll the intro. Welcome to the Bad Podcast with Derek, Brad, and Austin, where we talk about random shit, and that's it. Okay, let's go. I feel like I feel like we're missing Derek's. Okay, let's I go know. at the end of it. I was like waiting for it. That's honestly the best intro ever. It gets me so hype. Yeah, it's. I think still think it's funny that Tyler sent me that <laughs> clip. I was like, oh my gosh, you see this? People, it's like it's like they stole. I should have been like, he stole our intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We made this. What do you mean? Yeah, that's funny. How was uh, how was your Christmas? Yeah, so Christmas is a lot more fun with a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, when people talk about Christmas magic, I think they really are saying, I have great parents. Because mm-hmm. I think that, like, not a lot of, like, there's some kids that don't get that Christmas magic, and I think it's, like, it just comes down to your parents. And I don't mean that, but, you know, I take that back. I don't mean, like, not great parents, because financial situations can put parents at a yeah. uh, disadvantage to, like, I think create that magic. But I mean, That's like, what you mean, is, like, your financial situation. And yeah. Like, you, had, you had a good childhood. Yes. You know? Those are air quotes because people can't necessarily see it on podcast, but quote unquote, good childhood. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, I don't know if you saw recently Najee Harris mm-hmm. didn't get a Christmas tree. Interesting. And one of his teammates, I don't remember who it was like went and bought a Christmas tree and like set it up at his house wow. in the, the comments on there were like, Oh wow. I love when a millionaire helps out another millionaire. Right. But it was really more about like a, I don't know if this is true because some people said it and I just have time to research it, but like Najee Harris maybe didn't have the greatest upbringing. Oh, so he, I'm pretty sure he like lived on the floor of like Alabama facilities when he was going to school there. Like he couldn't afford to stay in dorms or something like that. There was a story that came out where it was like he was not in the best financial situation. That doesn't make sense. Wouldn't he be on a full ride scholarship that would pay for housing? I don't know. Anyway, so, but, but they, they essentially said that, you know, that's where I read that thing about like, you know, a lot of people don't get that Christmas magic and don't get that Christmas feeling. So they don't know what it's like. And, and then when they're an adult, they don't, they don't know what to do to like kind of create that, you know? Um, and so it was, you know, a lot of people made fun of it and it's like, oh, a millionaire, you know, helping a millionaire out. But really, I mean, it, it is a, I think there's so much more than money. There's like mental health, you know, yeah. and a lot of these guys came from situations where, you know, they struggled and now they're, they're doing well for themselves. And, uh, you know, they made something, I guess, of themselves, got out of wherever they were. Um, but they didn't have that, those parents to like create those memories and stuff for them. So yeah, it's like giving back gives them joy and like, they like to see people's faces light up. Like yeah. that's kind of the joy that they receive. Right. And I think that's the Christmas joy that you get when you have a kid is that you get to like experience their face lighting up and like, you know, seeing Lenny crawl down the hallway, which you probably have seen it. Cause yeah, we did set, it. we set up the camera so that I could record her on my phone, but also could just have like a, you know, a candid shot going of it all. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really cute to like see them get really excited when they see stuff. And we've actually, she actually opened presents like every day, one present because uh, she wasn't able to, you know, open up all of her presents at once. Uh, she just doesn't have the attention span um, to do that. So, yeah. And I feel like her age and then like even a couple of years down the road, like maybe two or three, like that's a tough age to be like, you know, what's going on, like what it actually means. Like, I don't know. What do you think year wise is like, the moment where it's like this Chris, this is Christmas. Here was what it is. I think probably three or four. Cause I, I don't feel like you probably wrap your mind around it. I feel like three or four, you understand birthdays. Like you, like, you know, your birthday, like people are like, Hey, your birthday's coming up. Like, you know, and, and you talk about birthdays and planning your birthday party. And so you kind of understand that there's, and maybe you don't understand like time, like it's a year, yeah. you know, that goes by, but you understand there's something special about like this date. And it's probably like, I don't know, I'd say three or four. Um, it just depends, you know, some kids get stuff earlier than others. Yeah. So, um, what we've learned is kids that are really great, usually motor skill wise, like Letty is, are probably going to be late talkers. Okay. And then kids that are, you know, maybe on the other side. Yeah. Are are usually early talkers or some are late on both. Some are early on both, but in general, like that's just a general thing. Yeah. Yeah. So now that Christmas is behind us, I know a common thing is just like new year's resolutions. Do you? Make New Year's resolutions? Um, last year I did. Last year I did. Um, this year I have not yet. I've still got some time. Yeah. I got a couple days. 
Yeah, Aubrey and I, um, we used to not really like make resolutions. And then I want to say in 2018, like 2017 going into 2018, we sat okay. down and we did a YouTube video talking about our New Year's resolutions. And I kind of like half jokingly said, oh, I want to quit our jobs this year. Yeah. And uh, then we did. And so I don't know. There's a weird... Like I used to make fun of vision boards and like, like manifesting, yeah, and manifesting like and yeah. stuff like that. But like now I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. Cause it almost gives you something like if you have a vision board, like when you're feeling unmotivated or you're just like feeling like I just don't want to do this right now. You look up at your vision board and you're like, I need to do this if I want to like realize my visions. Um, and I just, you know, truthfully, the mind is a powerful thing. You've heard of stories of people, you know, doing a lot of things with their mind, you know, uh, David Goggins running those like hundred miles, uh, to qualify for something. He'd never run it before. And, and like his shins were broken, like, and he was just like, I told my mind, like, I can't stop. Like I need to keep going. And it's crazy. I think a lot of people quit before they're really done. Mm -hmm. They mentally quit. I, I see that even in working out, like, you know, a lot of times people have another rep, but they mentally quit. They're like, Oh, I can't do it. So I'm just going to stop. Or, they don't even try, you know? And so I think that's another thing too, is that a lot of people think they're giving a hundred percent and they're giving like 80%. Yeah. And it's not, not like saying that in a negative way. They just don't even realize that they have another 20% to give. So. Yeah. I think a lot of people with that is like, they see an end goal and they want that now. And they're, when they don't have that now, they're willing to give up that end goal because they want that now. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. So yeah, the atomic habits book that I've been reading, which I highly recommend if anyone uh, likes those like self-help self-improvement books, it, this one's on habits, but he talks about like, we live in a world of instant gratification. So in yeah. order to create habits, you need to create instant gratification for like the habits that you're trying to form. Um, I, I listen to audible books sometimes while I work out. So I don't necessarily collect it all, but then I'll listen to it a couple of times. So then I kind of understand everything, but he was just like describing in there. Like if you want a, to create a habit of, uh, of saving per se, what you can do is find something that you you're willing to give up. And so say it's like Starbucks. So instead of like arbitrarily being like, Oh, I'm just going to, um, like, I really want this jacket. Um, and I'm not going to buy it. So what you do is that like, he literally said, create a second bank account. And every time, instead of buying a Starbucks, you put money in that bank account and then you buy the jacket once the money is there. Yeah. And it's almost like, yes, it, you had to sacrifice your morning Starbucks, but you're seeing daily the, you're seeing the reward reward daily. Yes. Right. And so that's kind of what he said is you need to set things up. Um, and, and he said like, if, if you're rewarded, if you're trying to do fitness, then you probably shouldn't reward yourself with like junk food or you Correct. know like some people yeah. are like i'm gonna eat healthy for a week and then reward myself with a cheat day we can be very counterintuitive to do that yeah maybe instead it's like i'm gonna eat healthy for a week and then reward myself with a slice of pizza yeah instead of like this all or nothing or, mentality. or that meal it's like you know you've eaten good all day and then you know you get home from work and you're like shit i don't have dinner like you know and you're like all right good all day like some chickens why not Right. And, and you don't realize that you're really just ruining all that progress yeah. and sometimes even doing worse mm -hmm. by doing that. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend uh, Atomic Havocs. Kate said she's reading it as well. Um, really, really great book. I, it changed my mindset on a lot of things. It just really talks about like how you get into habits, good and bad, and how to break your bad habits. And uh, for example, there's one guy who said, you know, I stay on my computer too late at night. So he literally set a timer, uh, like an electronic timer in the outlet that will shut off his internet at a certain time at night. Interesting. And that way he's forced to get off his, yeah. his computer. Um, and then eventually you get to the point where you know it's going to happen. So you just start shutting everything down earlier until you just, now you know, like I'm done on my computer at you know, 8 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night or whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, a lot of it is about which kind of comes into like Rob Bailey's mentorship program that I was a part of for a month. I kind of wanted to get an idea from that. Um, Cause you know, honestly, one of my new year's resolutions is to do some kind of mentorship. Yeah. Um, I've talked to you about that, whether small scale, large scale, kind yeah, of I anything. Just, yeah. I think that I find passion in helping other people like realize their potential, if you will. Um, and so I think that one of my new year's resolutions is to create some kind of mentorship program. Um, I know that a lot of people, like to ask me advice, especially in business wise and things like that, or growing social medias. Um, so, uh, and I'm better at telling people how to do it than do it myself sometimes. Uh, so, but yeah, that, that's like one of my resolutions. So, uh, mentorship, uh, is something that I really want to get into 
like I said, just really like helping other people. So, yeah, that's awesome. What would you say is like, have you finished the Atomic Habits? Uh, not yet. I think I have like an hour and a half left. It's like a five and a half hour book. So I'm, I'm, Dang. I'm like 75% of the way through. But like I said, it, some of it was listened to at the gym. Um, so I, I definitely need to like listen through again. The hard part for me is like, I find that when I have like downtime, I don't really want to read you know, yeah. and I don't have a commute anymore. Like I would used to listen to podcasts like all the time. I actually used to listen to like the Harvard business podcast every morning to work. Cause it was 20 minutes and, and they have like 20 minute little podcasts. So I could listen to like one on the way to work and then, and then one, one on the home, way home. Yeah. Um, or like I could listen to a 40 minute podcast split up between my drives or, you know, sometimes at work I would be doing things on like Excel. So I didn't have to necessarily, uh, I could listen to podcasts while I was working. Um, now I feel like you know, there's usually things going on at work, whether I'm in like a meeting that requires my attention or I'm like moving around. So I can't like listen to a podcast. So I listen to them while I work out. And then at night, you obviously can't listen to a podcast while you're playing computer games or something. Yeah. So <laughs> or watching um, TV or something. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to do better about that. I know like 75 hard, like they, you're required to read 10 pages a day mm-hmm. as part of that. I just think the 75 hard is too much. It's like, it rec- like two workouts a day. Yeah. Um, you know, which one of the workouts can be just like walking outside and things like that. But, you know, step goals, like progress. It, to it's, me, like a, it's like a lifestyle change almost. Yeah. And I know what they're trying to create healthy habits. But what I've found is like when you go too extreme one direction, you can go really extreme in the other direction. Like we and talked about earlier. Yeah. It's kind of like I said, if, if I told you, hey, you, you can't eat any pizza at all for 75 days. At the end of the 75 days, you're probably going to eat like a whole pizza by yourself. And really, to be honest with you, in a two-month period, I probably eat pizza once or twice and have, like, four slices. Yeah. So now at the end of a 75 days, I'm going to eat, like, eight to 12 slices of pizza. So net worse for me at the end. Yeah. You just made it worse by saying you can't do this. Right. So, um, but like I said, I think that 75 Hard teaches people some good, um, teaches people discipline. Mm -hmm. That if they're willing to stick to something, they can do it. I just think that it's a little bit too rigid yeah so yeah i would say one of my goals for the new year is like like you said kind of just like read more or listen to more books about you know like educational stuff developing yourself um and just trying to find not like new passions but like stuff to keep you going keep you driven and all of that stuff yeah i i I feel like like we talked about before, your mind is very powerful, but you have to feed your mind just like you feed it. Like if I can go to the gym every day to keep my body healthy, then I should. You yeah. Know, why can't you do that with healthy. your mind? Yeah. yeah so. And that's kind of why I feel like I've neglected my mind. Um, even just like basic stuff like math. Like yeah. I used to be just like really on point with like basic math stuff. Like people would yell out math problems and I could just like do them really quick. And I feel like I just haven't used that skill in a while. So like my mind's kind of like cataloged it further back. Yeah. So I just want to get like mentally sharper again, whether I do like, a, you know, a random math puzzle every week or something yeah. like that. I'll have to think about like what I really want to do. Cause I don't want to, I hate over committing because mm-hmm. when you over commit to something, when you, you don't out. do it for one day or you, you do just too quit much and you burn out and you're yeah. like, atomic habits actually talks about that. It actually talks about like the fact of, um, if you were, say you had a hundred dollars and you yep. were to, um, get a 50% return on your money. Okay. Now you have $150, which is a big deal. But if you get a 50% loss on your money, that, you, that, you have $50 oh, on the 150, oh, 175. Now you have 75. Yep. So what they said is, if you think about that, if you quit, they, they, what they're trying to get at is like, if you miss one day, don't, don't keep going. And if you're having a bad day and you don't want to do something still go, even if you're just going through the motions, because it's better to almost get like a net zero return. Like if you're hundred dollars and you're like, Oh, it's a terrible day. I'm okay with just losing 50 bucks or I have 150 bucks. I'm okay losing $75 or can you go through the motions and at least break even? Right. So when it comes to the gym, you're like, I like, I'm tired. I, you know, had a long day at work. Um, like I'm probably going to have to like get fast food after the gym. Well, in my mind, it's like, go to the gym, do something, just do something. And then make a healthy option on your fast food. Cause there is like healthy, I understand it's maybe not as good as like grilling chicken at home and putting it on a salad or whatever it is. You're like, but you can find healthier options and, and at least try to break even for the day rather than taking a loss. Yeah. And I, that's kind of what the atomic habits book kind of taught me is that, you know, when you don't feel like doing something, at least give some kind of effort because giving zero effort, you're getting nothing, mm-hmm. but at least you can kind of break even. So, um, but yeah. 
So I, I highly recommend that book. It's yeah, probably one of my favorite books. That one and uh, Extreme Ownership, um, which is by Jocko Willings. He's a Navy SEAL. Okay. So yeah, it does. It does sound like a good book, and it sounds like, you know, it's meant for kind of everybody because, like, no matter how perfect you think you are, everybody has a bad habit. Everybody has habits that they think are good that are bad that are leading you down a hole. And um, and the best part to me is it actually taught you how to like set habits. And I actually use yes. something in there. So okay. there's something called um, habit stacking. Okay. And so whenever you want to create an, like you want, say something you, you want to do. And for me, it's easier if I just give you the example. I want to floss every day. Correct. I don't floss at all. Yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like literally I go to the dentist. They'd be like, your teeth are great, but you probably should floss more. And I'm like, well, I don't floss at all. And they're like, okay, well you <laughs> should like, floss. That's a problem. Um, and a lot of times they only knew that when they were flossing me and my gums would start to bleed. Exactly. Which is like, it's almost like you're building up calluses on your gums. So I don't really understand it's it. It's like, when are you ever going to tell your dentist, oh, I don't floss, you know? Yeah, it's only when they know I don't floss because yeah. they, they go to floss me and my mouth is bleeding <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> they which, just touch it and it just... Instantly. Which I don't know. Do you floss regularly? I do. Um, not every day, but like if you've regularly. been If you've been a while without flossing and you floss and it kind of hurts yeah. and your mouth may... Mm-hmm. Like a couple of gums may bleed in areas, you yeah. know? So anyways... I was like, I need to floss regularly. And in Atomic Habits, what they said is, find a habit you're already doing. And for me, like, you brush your teeth every brush night for me. You know you're going to, yeah. right? So I started putting those floss picks beside my toothbrush. toothbrush. Yeah. And so because of that, I'm like, oh, it's convenient. It's right here. I finished brushing my a, teeth. It's a visual reminder when you look at it and you're like, my floss stick. It's like, I need to floss. Right. And and so it's, it's a... Uh, which I don't know if there's some order. You probably should floss then brush your teeth because you're removing it. Said, yeah. However... At least I'm flossing, right? <laughs> so so I brush my teeth, I floss, then I mouthwash. So I don't know. It's probably mm-hmm. fine however I do it. Honestly, it's better than not flossing. So, um, But that's how I've created a habit now. And it's been probably like three weeks, and I've flossed every day. I think I missed one yeah. day, and it, and it was because like I literally like completely just forgot. I don't even know if I brushed my teeth that night, I'll be honest with you. Like <laughs> just I was just flossed. so tired, I just like <laughs> went to bed. No, I think I forgot oh, like oh, everything. Okay. I think yeah, I just yeah. literally went to bed. Last but night, anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it wasn't last night, but it was an, uh, another night. I was just so tired. I just like went to bed. But in general, what I'm saying is like, I've now picked up this habit of flossing regularly. And, you know, he talked about like, maybe your habit is, uh, maybe you can't take your vitamins. And so for you to be able to take your vitamins, you know, if you store them in a cabinet, you know, and if you drink coffee every morning, put your vitamins by your coffee machine. Yeah. That's what he said. Like, uh, also we talked about, is your coffee habit a good habit or a bad habit? Mm. Because what happens, he said, for example, I is drink coffee. you drink you wake up one morning and you're tired. So then you drink coffee. Correct. And then you have energy. So all of a sudden you've created this habit of I wake up in the morning and I'm tired. So I drink coffee. Um, That's Derek. Oh. And so, so he said like, sometimes you'll create this habit of I wake up in the morning. So I drink coffee. It's you're not tired anymore, but you've made it a regular occurring thing. So now you must, uh, drink coffee whenever you wake up or if so. you go to the gym and you have like the best workout of your life and you do like one like you said like a, you had create a mixture of something you're gonna drink that every day because you had that one great workout that one time right yeah and so that's what he talks about is like looking at the habits that you already have and then trying to say are they really good habits or have i created a habit that was based off of like you know something else so yeah. for me you know i used to drink uh energy drinks pretty much like every day got into a habit of it. And then I realized like, I don't need that or pre-workout. Yeah. Like I don't need the caffeine. So I stopped. And now when I do need caffeine because I'm tired, it's makes a larger impact on my life. So, um, you know, I found that to be beneficial as well. Just auditing the current habits you have. So I guess for me, my new year's resolutions, I want to like look through habits that I've formed right now and assess whether they're good or bad. And then look at habits that I don't have that I'd like to like create. Yeah. So just kind of seamlessly add to your life that, you know, you're like you said, you're doing one thing and you can seamlessly add that other right. very easily without, you know, going out of your way or altering something. Right. Significantly. Yeah. yeah. So so to recap, I guess uh, habit wise is I want to create some kind of mentorship program and then I want to audit habits that I have um, right now and find out whether they're good or bad, you know, and then kind of add in more good ones and try to remove some of the bad. Mm-hmm. So do you have any like family goals and stuff for this year? Like anything that you've thought about, like, um, like as far as like maybe spending more time with, yeah. Family? Or just um, like, you know, like I know you want to take more trips and stuff or like you want to do this for Letty, you know, it's, she's going to be a year and 
March. I don't know if like you were like, I want to do this this year with her. Like, well, Aubrey and I have a goal, um, which we've like briefly talked about. So we need to really talk about like how we're going to implement it. Cause I think that, you know, what I learned from Rob's mentorship group is like, you need to be very clear on what your goals are, because if you're not clear on your goals, it's like, you're not clear on your destination, then, um, you need to, uh, like, you know, you just got to be clear on those or else you're not going to know how to get there, I guess is the right word for it. So, um, for me, uh, you know, we, we have a goal to maybe like not work on Fridays, but we need to figure out like what that looks like so that we can, you know, figure out how to implement that. But that's a goal that Aubrey and I have is like to essentially work Monday through Thursday so that we can spend Friday, um, you know, with Letty and us and doing more stuff like together. Um, so, yeah. And so I guess for the people who don't know what that looks like is like adding more to your plate Monday through Thursday. It's not like you're going to omit Friday completely. It's going to, you're going to push all your stuff to Friday to the beginning of the week or pushing stuff off of our plate. If it doesn't really need to be on our plate. And I think that's really, that's really what it's going to be is like, what can we remove from our plate, uh, to give to other people or, or what are things that we're doing that don't even need to be done necessarily? Um, you know, so that we can, you know, work on those things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's like one of the ones that Aubrey and I have talked about. So, um, do you have any goals for you? Um, so like business wise for me, I have this like that little media company, and I want to kind of grow that. I technically have an employee, <laughs> right? I also, you know, I I sent that email yeah. to that person. So I I sent your email. I don't know if they've emailed you. I yet, looked this but, morning, they haven't. But they just replied to me today, and okay. they said thank you. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but um. I want to get into like the smaller businesses, I think, and kind of offer like that social media basic package. Um, Selena's already doing that with her work and she's doing a really good job. And then one of her family friends wants us to do that as well for her law firm that's local. So if we can get two or three more, you know. Yeah, just side and Just like little side, little gigs, you know, posting on Facebook, posting on Instagram if they want Instagram, doing ads. So from a New Year's resolution standpoint, do you um, want to set up a monetary goal or do you want to set up a like amount of people that you're working with goal? Like what do you think? I think amount of people. Okay. So I already, I kind of wrote down goals and I wanted to, I think I wanted to add one or two more businesses to work for. Um, and I mean, we technically have one with her clinic. Right. And then this other lady. So we, we're kind of already almost there and it's not even the year yet. So but I'm going to add to it. Okay. So I have a question. This is a good yes. one. What do you do if you reach a goal early? So like, say you say you're like, oh, you know, my 2022 goals is that I want to have four clients that I'm like regularly, you know, working with, mm -hmm. uh, with my media company. What happens when, you know, April comes around and like you've, you know, they, maybe they've signed through the whole year or you yeah. like have consistently had these like three or four clients. Like, what do you do? Um, you know, it's really rewarding when you hit your goal. So I think that is a good feeling. And then, you know, recognize that goal. Like if you want to recognize it and be like, okay, let's go out, let's celebrate. But like at the same time is like, why stop there? So, you know, so, you've, you've, so you create another goal then? Yeah. I would be like, okay, okay. we have four. What's one more going to hurt? Yeah. Get one more. What's one more going to hurt? What's one more going to hurt? And then it's going to be like, okay, well, this is a lot. Let's hire on somebody else. Yeah. And you just so, so I've actually heard of a method where you create a reach goal which is like, this is like what I like really want to try to get to. And then you set like, it's not like I, some people can consider it like a fallback type situation and I don't, but it's more like, this is, this is like a goal that I'm trying to attain, but this is my reach goal. Like I'm really Got you. like, uh, I'm not going to be upset if I don't meet this goal because it's almost unrealistic. Mm -hmm. However, if I reach my other goal, I still have my reach goal to yeah. go for. So like for you, you'd be like, I want 12 clients. Yeah. And you might be like, that's, it, that's it's a lot. It's a little, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost unrealistic because I, I would not only have to get 12 clients, but I'd also probably have to bring on at least one more employee. Mm -hmm. And you know, like that's a lot for me this year. Um, so my main goal is four, but my reach goal is 12. Yeah. So you're like four to 12. Right. It's like, uh, it's like, grading scale it's like right d is passing but a is there's yeah. people who try and right. there's people who don't and they're like hey i passed right and i think the problem with setting a goal four is sometimes you're like comfortable and then you're like oh i got my four and i'll wait until next year and then i'll try to get yeah and then i'll then i'll go to eight and then i'll go for 12 when you maybe could have gotten 12 that year if, yeah. if you had that reach goal mm -hmm. 
Um, so, you know, for, for us, it may be like, look like, you know, not that it's a goal, but like it, uh, we want to open up one fat and weird location. And then for me, I may be like, okay, my reach goal is I want to actually, uh, create the whole franchise package and have four franchises in the works, not, yes. not necessarily open, but people that have either paid or are like actively working towards creating a fat and weird franchise. And so that way you're like, okay, that's, that's a realistic goal. I, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it should be, a, it should sound like the stars almost have to align for you yeah. to get there. And that's what the reach goals are like. And not that, you know, it's a negative thing to, you know, have these lofty goals because I think that they do push you to like try to, if you aim for your reach goal, you'll never be sad if you just hit your other goal mm -hmm. because you knew your reach goal was a stretch. Um, but if you hit your reach goal, then you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, so. I, I listened to something that might've been last year or year prior, but it was like this guy explaining on kind of like why he doesn't do yearly goals. He does monthly goals and it's kind of like just a self check and they're just shorter and you can keep yourself in check more because like, let's say you set a goal at the beginning of the year, you know, two or three months in, you forget about it or you're just kind of like, eh, whatever, I'm not even close to hitting this. You have nine months left, but if you do like monthly goals, you can keep that same goal for the month if you don't hit it. And it just kind of like keeps reminding you, I guess. Yeah, but I, I can see, I can see how this could be. I just, I can see the pros and cons that I can see the complacency of like, oh, I didn't hit my goal again. Oh, it's fine. It'll just be my goal this month. Yeah. Um, you know, or, oh, well, you know, I've got next month to try. So I could see two mindsets of that. And I could see another one that like, I want my goal to change every month. So I need to hit this goal. So I have a new goal Correct. to go for. Um, also, it's really hard for me with months because like there's ebbs and flows, especially with what business you're in. Like you may find, you know, oh, I want to have these clients and like summertime, you may be like, you may have 10, yeah. 10, 12 people that you're helping because one money's coming in because, you know, we live in a place where there's tourism. And then all of a sudden, like it drops off, comes off like October, you yeah. lose all your clients or you lose half of them. And so then, you know, that could look like a failure, but, you know, if your goal was four clients through the year, you know, you, you did way more than that. You, yeah. you had 12 at one point, but it's the ebbs and flows of the business, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, maybe your year would have to start and begin in May or, yeah. you know, June or July. But, uh, another goal that I have speaking of tourism is to do more with Airbnbs. Um, actually Friday, I'm going to look at the duplex nice. with Tyler and where's that at? Um, it's on the beach. It's, it's, it's not on the water, but it's on the beach. It's over. I don't know. Is if you my know. Nova? He, he has two, he has two duplexes near yeah. Nova. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so this is the, another one over there. Over there by there. I think it's on the other side of Thomas drive though. Okay. Across the street. Yeah. Across the street. Okay. So, um, yeah, my goal, I, I, I guess I said three to 4 million in Airbnb properties. That's obviously not money out of my pocket. Cause you know, you only, you don't even need to put 20% down. You can put 10% down. So yeah. You can investing three to 400,000 or yeah. six to 800,000 total this year in Airbnb properties, um, is my goal. Um, so I guess my low end would be 3 million and my upper end would be 4 million. Uh, yeah. so like my reach goal would be 4 million and mm -hmm. my regular goal would be 3 million worth of Airbnb properties. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I just want to try to set up. This is the place to do it. Yeah, it is. It, it's one of the it's one of the highest places. Surprisingly, it be Tampa the highest. No, no. Um, Nashville is actually really high because of the year round. Ah, uh, they have like the best weather year round. Um, they have good weather year round, and people do um bachelorette parties there. Yeah. I mean, people come here for that too. I know, but it's not year round as that's much. That's true. It's, it's mostly the summer. It's seasonal. It's very seasonal here, and that's what that's what kills it. So Miami also is like a year round destination. The Keys are a year round destination. Would you say um, that it would be like a goal for you to have an Airbnb in a different city? I think that would be like a 2023 goal. I need to get Airbnbs down close to me, correct, and and really make sure I know what I'm doing. Get like get all the kinks worked out because once you start getting to other states, like you run into issues like hey, the AC went out and I can't just like drive down there or Correct. like call up people I know to go work on it. I've got to like somehow, yeah, either work with a work with an agency and then they're taking a percentage or, you know, figure it out that way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of uh, where we're at with that. It's just, you know, I feel like learn it in your backyard and then worry about yep. it other places. So, um, but yeah, that's a really, that's a goal for me is, is to, uh, you know, try to get more into, you know, property side of things. 90% of uh, millionaires uh, are from real estate. Yeah. So. Makes sense. It's definitely the biggest, I think, cash flow. Yeah. 
and everybody everybody brags about it and shows off on TikTok about it. So like you know that it's a money maker. Yeah, I, I will say that I feel like it, TikTok and social media in general has just made people more aware of like correct it and how easy it can be. I bet you there are people on TikTok that are millionaires not from real estate, but from selling guides on how they collected, which they may be millionaires from real estate too, but I'm saying is they've created another huge source of income. Kind of like a mentor people. program. Yeah. Like a guide. Like yeah, Half these people I see on TikTok, they're like, download my guide, download this, do this, you know. How to buy a house in 2022. Yeah. And they, uh, which, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always coming from the school of like hard knocks. Like I like to figure it out on my own. Uh, if someone tells you, they can't tell you every situation that you're going to get into. The best thing to do is just like get your hands dirty, you yeah. know? Um, but it's like cookie companies. People have asked me about starting food companies and this or that. And I'm like, I can tell you how I did it, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have the same, you know, I ha I was fortunate. I had my parents warehouse. I, you know, a lot of things lined up to allow me in Panama city, Florida. Would you expect there to be a kitchen incubator? Your pro kitchen? Like, yeah, no. you would never thought there'd be a, uh, like a, There's a commercial lot of kitchen that you could rent. Like, There's so a lot of things here that I'm just like, what? Yeah. So if you, if you take a step back and look at like everything that kind of lined up for us to create what we created, like. It, you're like, oh, wow, the, you know, things did work out. Yes. And everyone will tell you, even uh, Aaron Singerman, who owns Redcon, uh, part of the part of the mentorship program is Rob interviewed him, and he said, you know, it, a little bit of luck is involved. Yeah. If anyone tells you there's no luck involved, then they're wrong, because there is a little bit of luck, whether it's timing, whether it's, you know, people saying yes to you, there's a little bit of luck involved when it comes to uh, anyone's success, you know. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, but you got to put yourself out there to get the luck. Correct. Cause the luck isn't just going to come to you. Exactly. So, but yeah, I would say for me, maybe not this year, but next year, I think that we want to get like a place to ourselves. Yeah. And, and you mean by not this year, not 2022, but 2023. Yeah. Like build your own place. Oh no. Heck no. Oh, buy your own place yeah, or rent. Buy. Okay. So yeah. Buy. Okay. But there was no, I don't, I'm not a big fan of renting you know, like a house or something like that. There's no point. Um, well, this is what I told you. When you rent a house, you pay a lot more money. And for you as a, I mean, guy with a girlfriend, I know you'll have a dog, but in general, like you don't get that much more from a house if you're not like don't have a family or correct. you don't have like. Or the need for the space. Like yeah, why would. Garages. Why would, and, need, why would we need a three bedroom, three bathroom place? It's like. Yeah. We've, we've thought about and it makes sense to, you know, those townhomes by your parents' house. Yeah. Like that would be. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Mid two hundreds, like not not too big and not too small. Yeah. And it's like this place is only getting bigger too. So like a townhome like that, if this isn't like that's our one reservation is like is is this our forever home? Like we don't know. Well, I don't think they. I don't think your townhome be your forever home. I don't think you ever. Well, really I'm saying do. I'm saying this place. So like why? Oh, Panama City. Yeah. Why go yeah. and spend you know three hundred fifty thousand on a house that we may not be here in you know six years? Right. In a townhome you can rent out like that. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree with for you. military and stuff like that, especially yeah. with the presence that's around here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you can get you technically could get into that whole like buy the whole townhome, rent out the other side situation. If, if it's you a were, duplex, yeah. If you were into that kind of yeah. situation, which is the one buying two. Yeah, and aren't the ones buying in my parents' house are a duplex, aren't they? I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're duplexes. Interesting. Yeah, they're duplex townhomes all the way across. Oh. So there's like two that share that wall, and then that's how. Oh, they, okay. They built a bunch of them like that, but it's two. 220 for a single. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you could buy the whole thing for 440, which would be, I mean, 40, if you did 10% down, that'd be 44,000. Or if you, you know, 20, 20 would be 88,000. 80. Um, but if you think about it, like if you could rent it out the other side for $2,200 a month, you should be able to almost cover your entire mortgage between both sides just yep. from that rental income. Yep. Then you would really only be paying for your utilities yes. and stuff out of your pocket. Both utilities, which is not... Not both. They would pay their utilities. Okay, yeah. When they rent so, it, they yeah. pay their utilities. So we'd pay our utilities, which would probably be, what, three to 500 a month? Yeah. So so you really, you be you have a townhome that you're paying $500 a month for, um, but you're going to own that townhome. So you're going to own the whole duplex. Right, right. Yeah. And so if you moved out, then you would be renting, renting out both, both sides. sides. Right. And that's what a lot of people do is what they do is... Interesting. Um, you can... Depending on the area, you can you can almost get enough to set it up that way. Yeah, where you where you literally are breaking even, but you, so you're living for free. Correct. So, I think um, we talked about that right when I kind of got here, and we talked about um, the Burr just method, real estate. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. just like the real estate option. And I know Tyler said that he's like, 
listen, if you're going to get into real estate, buy a duplex, live in one side, and have someone else pay for your side by living in the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because I want to say on a on a $440,000 loan, you should be all in right around $2,000 a month. Yeah. Maybe maybe 2200, but that's I mean that's it. Yeah. So I mean if you're renting it out for 2000 to 2200, like they're covering the entire mortgage. So you're literally just paying $500 a month or whatever for your utilities and then you have to worry if something breaks, you're going to have to fix you it. Fix it yeah. However, the first year of a new construction is under warranty. Yeah. So if the AC breaks, someone it's under yes, warranty. You give yes. somebody a call and then yeah. they come out and fix exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing you may have to deal with is like, you know, if if they really pitched a fit and they're like, it's 100 degrees and we have to go stay in a hotel, then you may have to figure out yeah. the compensation on that. However, I would say most of the time. Yeah, like a freak situation. Yeah, that's like, a freak situation. Yeah. Or like flooding and whatnot. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd have to have insurance, have to, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, but I mean, during the hurricane, like people that had properties that got damaged, people like could had a choice like, oh, you, you can move out now. Um, you break your lease. Uh, and they wanted people to move out because then they would re-rent the property at they get it fixed even higher because yeah. insurance money was paying for it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, you do have to worry about like hurricanes and stuff with that, but that is a really smart idea. I didn't, I knew about that, but I didn't think about it. About what? Buying. The, I didn't know that they were duplexes over there. Yeah. Okay. So now you're like, Oh, maybe I want to buy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cause why not? Yeah. And then well, we, if you can't cover the money, are you going to get a partner for my house? Well, yeah, because like if you had someone go 50, 50 on your duplex, oh, right? Yeah, maybe then what, so like I'm going 50, 50 with Tyler on the yeah. other building is, and the reason I look at it this way is like, say oh, well, we could think about this. Say you had $500,000 to invest. Okay. okay. You can buy, I wish, <laughs> but you, you can buy two houses for t- 250,000 or maybe you don't have 500, but you have enough to, to bring in a $500 worth of property. You can buy two houses for 250,000, right? Yeah. By yourself. Right. Or maybe you buy four properties now with your friends. And the, the reason that I like this method better is when the water heater goes out, the AC unit breaks, whatever, you are hedging your bet because now you have four properties. So if one of them gets taken out, you still got 75% of your income coming in. Okay. But if it's just you by yourself and you own two properties and one of them goes out, you're losing 50% of your income. Okay. So as long as your net properties is still the same as in the value of them. So, you know, whether you're spending a million dollars on homes with a partner or you're spending a million dollars by yourself, you, you should yield more money going with in with partner. somebody yeah. if something were to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you can always buy them out of their half. If yeah, you willing. could, but at the end of the day, it, it just keep investing your money just keep yeah. going through. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's like I told Tyler and them is like, it, you know, it, if, uh, we're buying this house together and we're going 50 50 on it. My investment is smaller. Yeah. My return smaller, but, but my investment was smaller. So I could buy two of these now. Correct. So, you know, it's kind of like I said, like hedging your bet, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, ordering one steak dinner at a restaurant or both of you ordering a steak dinner and cutting the steaks in half and sharing them. And then now all of a sudden, if one steak's a little bit overcooked and the other one's not like you have a chance of, or it's like when know, we went so. and did those YouTube videos at the restaurant, it's like, we all could have got a meal. But yeah. we just ordered one thing for us right. all to share. Yeah. So, like I said, I think it's almost like hedging your bet. So, I, I like that method better if you have people you trust. Yeah. Um, so, and and there's a situation of like, hey, bro, we need, uh, something went wrong and we need to go fix it. Now you have two people coming to try to fix a two problem. Two brains instead of one. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm always a big fan of of collaboration on those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, you can you can definitely run into some issues, but Yeah. I almost died. Yeah. Did you swallow your spit wrong? Yeah, I always choke on my spit oh my once gosh. a day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, but I, I feel I like I got on a tangent on the real estate, but. I definitely would go in with somebody just because I'm not the most knowledgeable with when it comes to housing stuff, right. fixing stuff. I know we talked about it, like using the drill. That was the first time I think I've used a drill yeah. was this year because yeah. my dad, we just didn't, we just didn't do that at our house. Right. Yeah. My uncle would come over and do it for us. So. Yeah, if you don't have to do it, then exactly it doesn't matter. He was never like, hold the flashlight still. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you said with your dad. Yeah, it's just a different world. This, um, yeah. So I don't know. That's so. That's my little my little spiel on mm-hmm. real estate. Um, if you move, if you and uh, Gabby and Wade move out, we'll have to find new tenants over there. I know. Yeah. Were you gonna? Would you? Would you let somebody live there? Like random? Yeah. Um, like I guess because like that has to be a big trust thing too. Like, not really though, because there's not much they can do. Yeah, I mean they're 
I mean, yeah, they could, I guess, like flood it out and like somehow go through the ceiling. But that's why we have insurance on those kind of situations. Yeah, so. I just meant like for like personal space and stuff. Like we're, I would say we're pretty decent with like being neighbors and being like, oh, like not being loud and quiet. Like that. Yeah. And I think that if y'all had another family that lived in there with a baby, like whining and crying all the time, I think you guys would be like, I don't know about this. Right. But the beauty of it is that we can pick and choose who we want That's there. True. And also like if we decide not to do it, we could not do it. We could Airbnb it also. That's true. Um, And then I think the only thing I would want to do is I can't hear anything through the office wall. I know y'all can hear me sometimes, but I can't, all I can hear is this side. So I think I would want to add something to this wall to try to soundproof it a little bit more, Okay, which may be, you could even bring that wall out a little bit because I know in that corner there's like two yeah. or three inches. Right. Yeah, just which, straight soundproof. Well, I would just put the foam all over that wall yes. and then add a whole nother layer of sheetrock and yeah. stuff on there, which in my mind, that's probably like $2,000 worth to do. So it's not that expensive. And you would add a lot of soundproofing to that wall because that's the only, only, that's really the only issue. That's the only yeah. time we hear you guys. Like, because the and if, w- we, if we're playing music or like if we're all in the living room, like hooting and hollering, that's. It's mainly because y'all sometimes put the music player on the cabinets like near the cabinets and that's like right next to us yeah and so that's the only time we hear it like and that when y'all are like talking really loud but in general like i don't hear y'all when you're in the living room i hear you when you're in your kitchen Mm -hmm. that little bit of different distance so i think it's actually an easy fix also i mean if we y'all don't have like tile backsplash up there so if we added some kind of like backsplash to your side, I think it would also to do refract it. the sound. Yeah, or. yeah, I think it would do a difference. And we hear the cabinet shutting and stuff too. Yeah. So I, in general, it's just because they're all hung on the same studs. So I think sound isolation panels on that one wall would make a huge difference, um, and uh, that would be pretty easy to mm-hmm. do. Especially, you know, honestly, you could make that into a. Uh, you could put the sound panels down and then do some kind of like design with wood on the wall to like. Uh, make it a feature wall over there. So, I, I, like I said, I think there's plenty you could do to like cut down on the noise yeah. going between there. So, not really too terribly worried about that. You could do like faux brick. I don't know. Yeah. You could do all kinds of stuff. So, um, but I don't know. I, I mean, we would probably want to rent it out, or we would uh, we would use it for like what we talked about before, which was having people come, like influencers and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like have a place yeah. for people to stay, which is nice. Yeah, which would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, it would. So. Just another option out there. And then um, finally, you know, I own the land across the street. I was just going to ask you about that. 2022, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with it. Okay. Originally, like I said, it was going to be like a warehouse space for Motive, maybe a gym, studio, podcast studio, like all that stuff. But the more I like think about it, like I have goals for personally that I need to take care of um, and not put things in front of my goals. So may build duplexes over there like we had talked about. And uh, do some short-term rentals and long-term rentals. And then just see which ones are easier to handle. Maybe it's easier to rent them out for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not. Yeah. So. Who knows? Yeah. So that's kind of the plan on that. So uh, I'll probably have to work on that during 2022. I don't think we'll, I won't be able to break ground on any of that. I may be able to get it like mitigated and get the plans and like start yeah. working towards it. But nothing um, clear. But nothing or... clear on that. And I, I think that it's a nice place to live. I mean, it, obviously it's, it's so quiet back here. located. Yeah. And it's quiet back here because there's not a lot of people coming in and out. No. Um, so Aubrey was worried. She's like, you really want to add duplexes back here? Cause it's so quiet and secluded back here. But I was like, I'm not really well, worried if you about added- that. It would be a difference if it was like adding twenty, but you, you, how many would you put over there? Like twelve, six, okay. six, six duplexes. Six six, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's fine. It's not like you're doing an entire complex. No, and I, I think I could create it so that uh, we put duplexes on this end and duplexes on this end, or like create it so it would actually block noise uh, that we hear. You could turn them all away and point them the opposite way of the building. Right. So their backyard was towards us. Yeah. And so, exactly. Yeah. And then I could also put in between us like trees or something. So yeah. it's like blocking it off. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you honestly, I mean, I would probably create them so that they're on the far end f- pointed towards us. And then mm-hmm. that's the best bet. Then they're as far away as possible. They're a block of noise coming from Jinx Avenue because sometimes I hear cars, train, yeah. the train. Oh, the train. Yeah. Do you hear the train? Oh, yeah. I don't even know where All it is, time. but it, it has to be over there. It's on 15th. Yeah. It comes from 15th Street. That's so loud. I know. So anyways, so that's my another New Year's resolution is figure out what I'm doing with the land. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think for me, reading more, kind of like what you said about habits, um, business-wise, getting some new clients in there. And then um, personally, I haven't really thought about it much, but 
I want to go to Houston and get uh, rebaptized at Hope City. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. a goal for this year. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Selena and I, we talked about it. And like when you're a kid, you really don't know what is going on. You do it right. so early. Well, it depends on what denomination. So when I. Catholic for me. Yeah. So, so like. Yeah. You're christened or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So like I didn't get baptized until I was like nine or ten. I did okay. know what I was doing. Um, however, I will say that like even at nine or ten, I think that um, you really struggle with it because you're just like, I don't want to go to hell. Like hell sounds terrible. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I want to go to heaven. Yeah. And, you know, and so like they're like, oh, you got to do is ask Jesus into your heart. So I, I'm not saying that you fully understand what mm-hmm. you're doing. However, it's not like you're a baby that has no idea Correct. what's going on. Um, so because I was there for my sisters when she was young and I remember it. And um, I was like, I don't even remember mine. Yeah. So it's like the significance, I guess, behind it. Yeah, I think, you know, do you know what baptism, what it, like, symbolizes, right? Yeah, it means, like, you're giving your life to Christ. Well, it's like, it's like you're death in your, death in yeah. your old life and, and resurrection in your new life. So what I tell people is, like, if you get baptized as a baby, like, what life did you yeah, just well, yeah, give up? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, do you, can you even have a bad thought? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a yeah. baby, you know? So, but yeah, so, um, you know, and Jesus got baptized later in life, too. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. get baptized whenever he was... Uh, he was a child. So yeah. um, I, I, I think I view baptism in the Catholic church at a young age as more like parents. Um, it's kind of just like a traditional thing. Well, I view it as more like parents saying, I want to raise my child uh-huh. in the favor of God. Like Correct. I want to raise my child in a, in a godly home and a loving home. So that's why I feel like it still needs to occur like later mm-hmm. on when the person themselves makes, makes a decision. that decision. Because just because you baptize them as a child and you're like, I want to raise them in a God, God, loving home doesn't mean they're going to become God loving people, you know? Um, so, but yeah, so that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have a date you want to do or just like Uh, in general? Just at some time. Yeah. Yeah. They do it like a huge one during Easter, which is like wild. So they do it on the first and third Sunday of every month. I think. Okay. Yeah. But like, I don't really, um, I'm trying to think of a word. Uh, like I don't recognize with the church here. Yeah, what's yeah. that? Whatever that word is. Well, yeah, you, you just haven't found a like Associate. a place that you found like a home here. Yeah, like because right. Aubrey and I went to a couple of ones. We went Lighthouse and, and uh, we didn't. We never went to City Church, and really the main reason we didn't go is because like I felt like that was Gabby's thing. Okay, and I didn't want to like impose on Gabby's thing um, because like we were all like. Aubrey was trying to find her place here. Gabby was trying to find her place here when we all moved and we, we kind of were, you know, we were living together. Yeah. So we, we were always on top of each other. So the last thing I wanted to do was like show up at church spend on Sunday. Day. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, and it really, Gabby never told us we had to do that and she probably wouldn't care at all, but we did have a thing. Like I didn't want to intrude on like something that she had found and then For like, herself yeah. Almost. And then, yeah. and then the, t- and then she like feel like she didn't have it anymore. Yeah. So, um, I'm, we might, I might try to go to John and Christine's church and see, because they do worship there. They're like the worship leaders there. What, what church is that? No idea. Okay. I said it's in the hood, though. Oh, really? Well, I think, I think, I think Air that quotations. city church, or what, isn't that where they go? City church? or uh, I don't know where Gabby and we go. Yeah. I think that they, their church is, is a good one as yeah. well. Um, but um, it's just hard. I, I really loved Hope City. And, you know, I yeah. know some people don't like Jeremy Foster, but I do like his storytelling because, for me, it helps hit home a lot more with what he's saying. Um, you know, and some people love to just to be right out of the Bible and to get the um, more of like the backstory on things, like why things mean the way they do. Um, you know, like when I was growing up, the church, like when, I don't remember if you were talking about the woman at the well, um, mm-hmm. like my church, they used to give like the whole backstory and he'd be like, well, in Hebrew, this word was used, which means this, you know? And so like, I appreciate those things that I think that it's really cool to like understand that, but I prefer the more of the application of the story. Like, what does this story mean to you? And like, how does it apply to your life? Yeah. I think it's a lot like learning. It's like a lot of people learn differently and a lot of people hear and process things differently. So of course, every person is going to have their own thing to say about how someone preaches right yeah all that stuff yeah it's like certain teachers like are very visual some are you know or students very visual learners some need to like do it themselves some people need to hear it some people need to read it some people need to do it 20 times to remember it yeah you know so um but yeah so i i think that that's why we just keep gravitating back to to hope city so much but i think that was still on the wrong thing because it hit done oh oops anyway doesn't matter um do you have a would you rather or do you want to what one last thing? Okay, how do you go about implementing your um, 
you know, like we can sit down here and I can be like, okay, my goal is like $3 million of properties. My yep. goal is to assess these habits. So like, how do you go about like actually doing that? Do you set a deadline? Do you try to do it before the new year? Mm-hmm. Is it like January is my month to figure it out? Like, how do you personally go about like, uh, your re- like setting resolutions and like implementing the path to get there? Yeah. So I think like a good example of that is like gaining clients and stuff. So like that is the big goal. And then under that is like the umbrella and it's like, you know, you kind of have to advertise yourself. You have to get out of your comfort zone and you have to like maybe one weekend if I'm sitting on my couch, I need to get up and I need to go door to door business downtown Panama City. Like I need to do whatever needs to be done to, you know, if I get one person, it was worth it. Yeah. So my mentorship inside of me wants to like help you with this. (laughs) I want to be like, okay, what you should do is create like three different types of ads. Maybe, and and because you like don't really care, like maybe you need to do, you need to reach out to a real estate person and be like, Hey, I'd love to do a real estate video for free for my portfolio. And you can have it and use it. And I would love your feedback on what you did and didn't like about this video. Then I would go to a restaurant and be like, Hey, I'd love to do a video for free on something on your menu or whatever it is, because I want to provide it to you for free. And I want your feedback in return for the video. Like you have to give me feedback. Yes. You know, it's part of our agreement. I'd literally make a contract yeah. that says the video will be free, but you must submit this, this document, like, maybe uh, make a 300 word, maybe make a feedback form. Yeah. This feedback form has to be filled out, you know, or else you will be charged $500 or something. Yeah. I mean, I would do that because otherwise people are just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so like I would do like, you know, food, maybe do one for that. And then maybe do one for, you know, another business, maybe jewelry or something like that. Clothes. I don't know, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, so you have like kind of three portfolios that you've created and then you have your feedback. So you can either go back and fix the things that people didn't like about them. Um, or you can just leave them how they are. If you felt like the feedback was just very niche towards that person's likes and desires. And then you've built a portfolio. Then I would hand out my business cards to people and, 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 put on your business card, like, you know, email me for portfolio or even have a QR code set up on a website that brings yeah. up your portfolio or whatever or like it is. To like the Facebook page where, yeah. yeah. And it's had those videos. And then that way you've, what you've done is you've, one, you've practiced with three different types of genres. And two, you, now people can go look and they're like, oh, I know what this person can create, especially with the prices that videographers cost. Not saying they're not worth it, but a lot of people get scared. Like, am I going to get what I deserve what or what for. I paid for yeah. or whatever it is, you know, and, I, uh, and it manages expectations on their part. If some people think that they're going to get a certain type of video, but that's not the type of videographer you were, which I know you saw that in the text that I sent is the girl asked, Hey, does anyone know a videographer? And I was like, well, what kind of videographer yeah. do you want? Because it's like a doctor, they have specialties, right? Correct. There's a videographers that are really great doing cinematic stuff. There's videographers that are really great with fitness stuff. There's videographers mm-hmm. that are really great with food stuff. You know, like everyone ha- kind of has a niche market that they kind of work in. So uh, just because you're a videographer, like uh, if you do really great fitness content, you may do horrible wedding content. Exactly. Not saying you, that anyone does, but like it mm-hmm. may be a hard transition. So that's, and that's it's, just it's my two, two different realms. Yeah. And that's just my two cents on that. And then I would also become a member of the Bay County Chamber of Commerce because it's not that expensive. I would go to the meetings and I would start handing out my business cards because you're going to run into a bunch of local business owners that could use the video content. And then, you know, you have people like me and Aubrey that go, oh, yeah, you know, Austin won't quit until you're happy. Like he works really hard, like blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So that's just my 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 mentorship into how I would run your business. As a mentor program. Yeah. Maybe garbage. Like determine your way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my uh, little a little spiel on that. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'll look up a, uh, would you rather see, so, but you got to keep everyone, okay. you keep everyone occupied while I look it up. Yeah. So, and then I, with, with like personal goals and stuff, I would say it's just having someone else there to keep you accountable because, you know, it's hard to do your goals alone and it's, it's easier if you have like a person to hold you accountable. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's why we like to do ours on YouTube because it's kind of like everyone holds us accountable. But I think this year, I think I'm going to see if you'll hold me accountable. Just like, because like sometimes it's easy to be like, like lie to yourself and be like, I'm doing better than I am. Or like, you know, that, that, that news resolution was just kind of like a throwaway. Like yeah. it didn't really it's like mean it doesn't anything even to matter. Me. I, it then, was the last on and the list. Everyone knows that it does mean something to you. Yeah. So, I mean, if it hits your goal sheet, it matters to you. Like, don't, don't lie to yourself. Ooh, wow. Some of these are really hard. Let's rock and roll. Okay, I'm going to do a couple because they're really good. 
lose all the money you've earned this year or lose all the memories you've gained this year. I'm I think a, that's really applicable to I'm a I'm a big believer in that money comes and goes, but time only goes. So memory, I'm gonna choose losing money. Yeah. I could give two shits about money. Okay. I will tell you this year I'm gonna I would say lose all the money and keep the memories. However, last year <laughs> I would have said the opposite. Yes, no, I agree. Twenty twenty. Yeah. I had to keep the money in twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. I built this building. I had to keep the money. Okay. Um Oh, these are these are very interesting. Flip a coin for a chance to win twenty dollars or okay. immediately win ten dollars. Immediately ten dollars. Like either I hand you ten dollars or we flip a coin and you either get nothing or twenty dollars. Ten dollars. You take the ten dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really? I'm surprised. I feel yeah. like you're a gambling man. No. I would take the ten dollars. I'm a too. practical like if you're gonna give me ten dollars for no reason, thank you. <laughs> Okay, win $25,000 or have your best friend win $100,000. And there's no coordinating because, like, obviously you'd yeah, be like, yeah, hey, yeah. bro, I'm gonna, you're going to win 100 and we're going to split it 50-50. I don't know. That's tough because I feel like I feel like everybody with money, no matter what and how much they earn, they do, they take care of themselves first. Like, no one just wins $100,000 and they're like, you're my best friend. Here's twenty five thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're gonna take care of themselves first, and maybe it's like five thousand or whatever, which is still gr- being. I'm not. Well, my question is, grateful. okay, off the top of your head, who's your best friend? Probably my. Uh, oh, see, that's tough. I have a lot of people. If that you had to just pick one friend. right now, like, and I'm not gonna hold you to this, and this yeah. person probably is not even gonna watch this podcast. Which, well, if they're your best friend, it's they fucked up. Yeah. I know, yeah. So. Uh, probably. Um, it's. Can I pick two? It's probably either. There's three. Okay. It's it's Zach, Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah. Um Ricky. Ricky. And then my friend William, who you did podcast with. Okay. Those three. Yeah. So my question is, would any of those would a hundred thousand dollars change any of their lives drastically? Probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying it as like Well, so Aubrey's so my so Aubrey's my best friend, so I hope she wins a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um because for me, it's I'll like, be honest, I would take the 25000 myself. Yeah. So I'm thinking of it as my situation, not like my situation, but me. It's like if I won $100,000, it's like, are you just going to give that to, you know, your best friend? No. And you have three of them, right? So exactly. like well, you're not going to sit here and give 25000 to each of them and then you walk away with 25000 25, Yeah. So I would know. take the twenty five. Yeah. I, I think that kind of brings it up. I'll just finish this up. My another New Year's resolution. This one may sound really bad, okay. but- it's to start taking more care of myself over other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people that don't know me, they may not understand that. And you maybe still don't understand it. But Aubrey and I put a lot of, a lot of my anxiety comes from the fact that I'm scared to upset other people or to hurt other people's feelings. And a lot of times I let things just kind of keep happening to me yeah. instead of like almost like creating boundaries, you know? Yeah. Um, and so like I talked to Aubrey about it and I, I have to start not that I have to be mean about it, but I need to like set boundaries and like put my foot down sometimes. And if they are mad at me or they don't like it, then that's okay. But I need to start yes. taking care of myself first. So um, that's like a really no, big that, one for me. And it's hard to deal. say because it, speaking of Tyler and Emily, it's hard to uh, say because uh, it no, sounds no. so bad in my mind, you know, just it's, because it sounds not, selfish, though. but it's not selfish. It's, it's uh self preservation correct you know i'm not trying to be selfish i'm trying to preserve myself correct and i'm not like saying i'm going to do anything out of animosity i'm not mm-hmm. going to like go around trying to hurt people's feelings however if it comes down to my happiness versus someone else's happiness like i'm going to start choosing my happiness yeah so and then that also depends on the person that you know you're talking with or you know you're putting yourself well, I guess Hopefully mine is in a work like, environment is what yeah. I meant it by, in a work environment. I need to, you know, you you know, like a lot of times I'll let things like keep happening that bother me because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. And I really need to just and be like, stop li- doing this. And then the littlest thing that day, not even related to that, will make you implode and like. Yeah. And then they're like, wow, Brad's such a dick. Yeah. And d- Brad's not a dick. He's just. You just hold everything yeah, in. And, yeah. So. And we've talked about that. Both of us are kind of in the work environment like that, like we just need to communicate more. And yeah, it's, it just really comes from that people 
they a lot of times think that I don't like I don't care about people's feelings, but the problem is I care so much about everyone's feelings that I just let my feelings like go by the wayside. Yeah, like literally know? fly out the window. Yeah. Like and so but anyways, that's something I do better on. So that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a healthy one. Yeah. It's probably like the most healthy one you can have. So but no, I really enjoyed this podcast. This is a good one. Yeah. I liked talking through, uh, hopefully people learned something on this, but I really like talking through just like my thought process on mm-hmm. things. Uh, plus, you know, maybe one day people will give a poll. But I think the poll for this one should be, do you do New Year's resolutions okay. at all? Because I think a lot of people don't do them anymore. Yeah. So um, can you do a why or why not? Can people write? Or is it just like a you yes or no? You can do a response, I think. You can do a written response one. Yeah. I was just curious, like if you if you didn't do New Year's resolutions, why you don't do them or whatever. Okay. But, um, but yeah, awesome. That was what episode nine or ten? I think it's ten. I don't know. You know better than <laughs> I think so. It was ten. But all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the BA podcast today.